RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Today began only the fourth impeachment inquiry in the history of our nation as Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. saw the opening salvos of his political destruction. I can only hope that the American people are paying attention, although it's difficult to pay attention when there's a media blackout. But that's why we've got channels like this, so that we can talk about it. So, you guys, I need your help. Please, share the show, hit the like button, help us by getting the word out. I would sincerely appreciate it. We've got tons to discuss today, and the impeachment is only one part of it. Good news coming out of Michigan. Odd news coming out of Arizona. Highlights of President Trump's speech before the UAW last night. Hey, what's up, Matt? 1776 over there on pilled.net. Good to see you, buddy. All right, here we go. We like to troll. A new study reveals a surefire way to increase your odds of losing weight is the habit of stepping on a scale. Now, researchers say stepping on a scale frequently helps you to shed unwanted pounds compared to if you simply weren't getting on a scale because it helps you keep your goals at the front of your mind. But hundreds of thousands are looking for a way to accelerate their weight loss with supplemental support. Now, I found an exceptional alternative that uses naturally sourced and science-backed ingredients from Mother Earth to support your weight management, reduce cravings, and give you a boosted metabolism. More importantly, you can save up to 51% off right now this month only by simply heading to trimwithred.com or just click the link in the description box below for this limited-time offer before they sell out. Once again, that's trimwithred.com, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope that you are having a lovely day. I want to say a big shout out to everybody keeping the chats comfy over there on Rumble and on Pilled.net. Campy Stabby, he says, happy to join in on some RP. Good to see you on 412. Good to see you as well. Thank you for being here. And uh, I guess let's just get right into it because we have a lot to discuss. I want to begin today with the odd news coming out of the state of Arizona. Uh, As the title of this headline says, mystery swirls as Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs bizarrely steps down for one day. 
Now, if you saw my appearance on 412 Productions in Badlands Media just a moment ago, you may have heard one theory, but I think that that theory is actually not true uh, now that I've looked into it a little bit deeper. That was the, something I heard while we were live on the air. But one thing I can tell you is that Katie Hobbs stepped down and handed power of the governorship to the treasurer of Arizona. That would be Kimberly Yee. So that meant that Kimberly Yee was acting governor until mid-morning. Now, there has been no announcement, as far as I know, of Katie Hobbs taking back control from Kimberly Yee. Uh, so I don't think that this means that Kimberly Yee is going to remain governor and Katie Hobbs is not going to be returning. Uh, but obviously, we have to see how this plays out. Now, from what I understand, Katie Hobbs and her Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, both of which I believe should not be sitting in the positions they are today because there was massive fraud in the Arizona election. Apparently, they went to some Democrat fundraiser event, uh, which uh, necessitated them handing over power to the Republican treasurer. Now, I saw in an interesting tweet that the only reason they would hand over power is if they were going to be doing something that was uh, precluded them uh, while they were in the office of the governor or the office of secretary of state. Adrian Fontes, as second in command, should have stepped into that role. Obviously, he couldn't because he was with Katie Hobbs. So this is a really not standard thing for people to do. And if I had to guess that there was some governor in the state, excuse me, in the United States that was going to be engaging in corrupt behavior, Katie Hobbs would be first among them. So Kimberly Yee put this statement out early yesterday, excuse me, late yesterday, around the time that she took over as governor. She said, I have been notified that I will be serving as acting governor beginning later this evening until mid-morning tomorrow. Read my full statement below. Uh, And she says, while I am pleased to step into this role, I will refrain from naming directors to the 13 agencies that currently have vacancies and will not call the Arizona legislature into session to confirm them. Now, that's a bit of a dig at Katie Hobbs because Katie Hobbs has nominated people to these 13 agencies, but they've been held up in the nomination process in the Arizona Senate. Uh, It's controlled by Republicans, and I guess they've been slow walking this because they're not happy with Katie Hobbs. So Katie Hobbs withdrew those nominations, and she unilaterally appointed people to these positions. Now, the legality of those positions is murky at best. Because there is a longstanding tradition of the Arizona legislature confirming the positions that she sends to them. This is just how it's done. It's always been done that way. So for Katie Hobbs to sign with a stroke of a pen and suggest that these people are now heading up these state agencies, uh, yeah, it seems to be just a little bit suspect. But she said, I expect to see a quick resolution on this matter so we can get the work done for Arizona taxpayers. The people of Arizona deserve leaders who follow the rule of law. The decision Katie Hobbs made to fill those positions outside of the established means was outside of the rule of law. So this was a direct affront to Katie Hobbs' sensibilities. We have received word that in a violation of our state constitution, Katie Hobbs appointed the same person as head of all 13 state agencies. That's even worse than appointing 13 different people. Until this is remedied, anything done by these agencies is legally null and void. This is coming from Kerry Lake War Room. Hobbs has turned the ninth floor Arizona into a circus. Now, the strange disappearance of Katie Hobbs without any formal explanation, of course, has people speculating on Twitter, a.k.a. X. 
what the F is going on in Arizona? Why is Katie Hobbs no longer governor? What's happening? Why wouldn't the lieutenant governor step in? It's even stranger that the treasurer is the third person in the line of succession. Uh, so where are the secretary of state and attorney general as well? Very unusual. I need to see more as an Arizona constituent. Where is the alleged governor? Are the arrests pending? Uh, uh, sounds sketchy to me. I can hear it already. I wasn't the acting governor during that time. Yeah, a lot of people out there speculating that perhaps Katie Hobbs has stepped away so that there can be some overtly illegal action that's taking place while she's outside of the office and then she comes back and then she can just enforce whatever these illegal things are. But uh, the one thing that I can tell you is that Katie Hobbs stepped away and we don't really know why. Definitely an odd turn of events, but we'll continue to follow and we'll continue to report. Uh, Is somebody new here today? Esther says you're going to love Zach's podcast. If you are new, if this is your first time watching Red Pill News on Red Pill 78, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector. I sincerely welcome you to this family of truth seekers. Let's move on to another state that had massive levels of fraud in a number of elections, and that would be the state of Michigan. Uh, First of all, the current Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, who was a protege of George Soros, she received all kinds of funding as part of George Soros's initiatives to uh, place socialistic style uh, state leaders in uh, positions all across the country. Uh, She hosted this uh, so-called bipartisan voting event for students at a public university. But the only thing is the only speakers are Democrats and leftist voter groups. So it completely throws out the definition of nonpartisan. If it was nonpartisan, then you would have people from all ends of the spectrum, politically speaking, coming in and speaking. However, by calling it a nonpartisan event and then only inviting leftist perspectives, well, she gives a skewed sort of image to the citizens and the students who are going to be there hearing the, the, uh, the opinions and the speculations of these people. So Jocelyn Benson uh, is an avowed leftist. This should not surprise you at all. Uh, this is going to be held annually at uh, for excuse me, specifically for high school students, uh, college students, university students, but educators, administrators and uh, people involved in uh, areas of civic engagement are also invited to attend. Uh, you can bet that it's going to be just a bunch of leftists stroking each other uh, and telling each other that they're doing the right thing now. Elon Musk has just announced that he's fired half of his election integrity unit at X, and that may be because they engaged in election interference, uh, specifically when talking about the election fraud that we identified and tried to raise the alarm bells about in states like Arizona and Michigan. So Elon Musk called out disinformation yesterday when he played that video of the COVID-19's vaccine effectiveness. This is a video I played on the show, I don't know, a year or so ago when it first came out. But it's great to see somebody like Elon Musk playing that. In case you missed it, it shows uh, headlines from mainstream media sources showing the effectiveness of the vaccine. It begins at 100% effective. And then it basically gets to the point where they're saying that the COVID-19 vaccines are not effective at all because they never were in the first place. So Elon Musk admitted that when he took the vaccine, he felt like he was dying. And then he got another one and it got 
out even worse. So now, as he has been uh, a victim of the side effects of these mRNA clot shots, he's been a lot more active uh, online, especially because he owns X. And he has suggested that people think twice about taking these experimental jabs. Now, elections is another big sticking point. Twitter had a lot to do with stifling voices, stifling opinions, and stifling evidence related to the massive levels of election fraud that we were seeing all across this country. Now, Facebook, to its detriment and in complete opposition to the new position that Twitter is taking, they're doubling down on censorship. They are not allowing people to talk about this stuff, and they're actually promoting a 17 year veteran of the Central Intelligence Agency to become their head of election policies. That should tell you everything you need to know about freedom of speech on a platform like Facebook. Now, Elon Musk and Twitter, they're going in the complete opposite direction. They have actually fired half of their electoral integrity unit, and that includes the person who was heading it. You can see in Elon Musk's tweet right here, uh, someone at X News Daily mentions that they had cut half of their election integrity team. That means that since uh, X has reiterated its plans to hire more staff in this area ahead of their major elections coming up in 2024, so maybe that bodes well for Elon Musk specifically seeking to hire people who would be bipartisan, uh, who would not specifically seek to stifle the voices of conservatives or truthers out there online. Uh, and Elon replies, oh, you mean the election integrity team that was undermining election integrity? Yeah, they're gone. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Elon Musk, but I have to say that this is a, a fairly good step forward in ensuring that on a platform like Twitter, we actually have the right to speak our minds and to not have to worry about being shut down or having our accounts taken away because we talk about real life things. Coyote Patriot says, Zach, your screen is stuck on the Philly. Huh? Well, that's not right at all. Hold on just a second. That was from yesterday. How did that even happen? Let me, uh, Let me go like this. All right. Well, thank you very much for telling me. Yeah, that's very strange. Uh, The other stories I talked about are already gone. I've gotten rid of them. So what time did I start BS Girl? I started at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you're only 14 minutes behind. Uh, Yes, TZ Burton, we are going to uh, talk about the Biden impeachment. Have no fear. I've just got a couple things I wanted to get through before this. Now, Uh, continuing beyond the uh, expulsion of the election integrity team. Uh, I'm sure that most of you did not get a chance to watch the Republican uh, presidential debate last night, the second debate being held uh, by the Reagan Foundation. It was broadcast on a number of mainstream media outlets. I'm sure that it was also on streaming platforms. I didn't watch it myself. Uh, Here is an interesting clip released by Donald Trump Jr. uh, And uh, he notes, uh, well, first of all, He titles it Rhonda DeSantis, and you'll see why in just a moment. (laughs) Ron DeSantis stepping forward to have his foundation touched up. Even Nikki Haley. She's standing there like a Stepford wife. Yes. Now, here's the thing. You wonder, why would anybody watch it? There definitely were people who were watching it. Just most people were not watching it. 
<laughs> I would say probably the largest sector of the audience that caught it was probably mainstream media journalists. Um, what's interesting is that, again, for the second time, uh, the greatest takeaway that I can give you from that debate, I didn't watch it myself, but the greatest takeaway that uh, I saw from Talking Heads was that once again, Donald Trump was the clear winner. Uh, if you had to choose anybody else who was on stage, I'd say Vivek Ramaswamy, but he is a surrogate for Donald Trump. So yet again, Donald Trump is the winner of the Republican debate, and the man didn't even have to show up. What's also really interesting is that uh, earlier today, Joe Biden expressed support for Ron DeSantis. Obviously, the only reason Ron DeSantis is in this race is because there are people in the establishment on both the right and the left who believe that he could be the only possible option that people would vote for if Donald Trump wasn't in the race. What they don't understand is our undying love, devotion, and uh, uh, and, and I guess support for Donald Trump. Even if they take Donald Trump's name off of the ballot, we are going to write his name in. We are going to show up to the election precincts in protest, and we're not going to vote for somebody simply because they refuse to allow a good man to run for president. Not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just putting them on blast. They need to be on notice here because I don't care that Joe Biden uh, says that we should vote for Ron DeSantis. So halfway through the Republican presidential debate last night, uh, Joe Biden tweeted out, couldn't agree more with a clip of Ron DeSantis. Now, I also want to say, in the same way that George Soros uh, pledging support for Ron DeSantis, saying that he likes Ron DeSantis as a, as a candidate, Joe Biden saying anything positive about Ron DeSantis only belittles him more in the eyes of people who truly are paying attention. In the clip, Ron DeSantis took a shot at Donald Trump and stated, Donald Trump is missing in action tonight. He should be on this stage. He owes it to you to defend his record, where they added $7. trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. What Ron DeSantis fails to mention is that the power of the purse lies with Congress. Okay, the power of the purse does not lie with the president. Congress creates spending bills. The president signs them at the end of the day. Yes, President Trump could have vetoed them, all right, but... To be perfectly honest, if we're going to come out of this federal Federal Reserve fiat currency system, the only way to do that is to bring that system to the brink of destruction and actually push it over the edge. And Donald Trump allowing Congress to continue to spend in an unrestrained manner, uh, it has done exactly that because now we're sitting here in this mirror world hellscape under the Joe Biden residency and they continue to spend in an unrestrained manner. It's not Donald Trump that brought us to a $7.8 trillion debt. It has been Congress and the Congresses of years past who continue to spend without any sort of responsibility. You and I can't spend in an unrestrained manner. You and I have to really be careful about the things that we buy. We're basically down to the necessities at this point. Congress, you know, they can cut a check for whatever it is that they want. You, just like Bob Menendez, uh, you go to your closet, you grab a one kilo bar of gold, and then you can go and cash it in. Uh, I don't even know how much that would be. I don't, how many how many ounces are in a kilo? Can somebody tell me? Oh God, yes, burn it all down. 
somebody is leaving me a voicemail right now. All right. So while the debate was happening last night, President Trump, this is probably what many of you watched. Uh, he was out there uh, speaking to the UAW workers in Michigan. Uh, and President Trump echoed a sentiment that I made yesterday. He said, I put everything on the line to fight for you. And I've said so many times, this is why we love this man. This is why we support him. Because it, it's an easy thing to run for office and play it safe. It's an easy thing to run for office and to take your checks from the special interests and the lobbyists, from the, the PACs and the focus groups, and, uh, and take your scripted talking points and play it safe. It's an easy thing to go out there and placate different groups of Americans, telling them exactly what they want to hear so that when they get to the ballot box, they see your name and they think that it's safe to vote for you. It takes a brave man to put his life, his business, his safety, his security, his wealth, everything on the line. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Uh, so from his opening remarks last night, I just want to play for you guys this clip uh, and um, – Hang on, where is it? That's Trump on Crooked Joe. Oh, gosh, which one of these clips is it? There's so many of them. Well, let's start at the beginning. Oh, look at that, EOTech. <laughs> those, those are good. Those are good scopes and uh, red dots. That's awesome that EOTech is – hold on. Why is this not playing? There we go. And I will not say a bad thing about them again, and they will have done their job. They will have done a proper job. In fact, if they endorse me, they will have the easiest labor leadership job anywhere in the country. They just have to sit back and watch as our auto industry reignites and booms. That's what's going to – they don't even have – I mean, how can they? How can they go with this guy? Can't find his way off the stage. <laughs> Donald Trump was on fire last night. Uh, I mean, it just goes to show you that the entirety of America is behind this man. We appreciate him so much. We appreciate the sacrifice that he's made. And I've talked about you know this, what we're doing here. You know, our willingness to stand up. Our willingness to fight against this tyrannical system. You know, we are putting ourselves at risk on a daily basis. President Trump has done that, and I take his lead. You know, he said that there were 10,000 people outside last night, uh, and uh, he betted that uh, there were 11 people there for Joe Biden uh, at his event. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, listen to President Trump uh, speaking about Crooked Joe. Crooked Joe and his payday with the Biden family, they raked in millions and millions of dollars. You see what's going on. The news doesn't really report it. Very little news reports it. But it was the men and women who got every single day. They got up and came back home with grease on their hands, and they were the ones that paid the price. They paid a big, big price. The only time Joe Biden has ever gotten his hands dirty is when he's taking cash from foreign countries, which is quite often, actually. It's quite awful. Somebody in the chat says that uh, Chops ITMC just under sixty-seven thousand. Excuse me, sixty thousand dollars per kilo. And then Utah Money Mover with a name like that, right? 
He says, I have three 400-ounce bars, I I would imagine. Okay, so listen, everybody talking about the ads. Most of the time, I have it on this. I can't use an ad blocker on my computer because I've tried it before. I've tried it with Chrome. I've tried it with Safari. I've tried it with Brave. And what it does, for some reason, is make the other elements that I need to, do, need to play, like those videos, it also blocks those. So uh, if you're offended by the fact that sometimes you see ads, I don't know what to tell you because I just have to do what's easiest for me uh, as I get these shows ready every single day. I don't have a producer. I don't have anybody helping me. It's just me, and I have to deal with the technology that I have. So I appreciate the suggestion, but I can't because I've already tried to do it. All right, so let's go ahead and, uh, and check out this clip of President Trump addressing the auto workers last night uh, and speaking about Joe Biden's paid Joe Biden's propensity. Crooked Joe and his payday with the Biden family. They raked in oh, millions. Yeah. Sorry, this is the same one we just watched. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Here he is talking about Bob Menendez. Can you imagine an unannounced raid on his many homes? He would have made Senator Menendez look like a baby, just like a baby. Can you imagine? President Trump also gave an interview where he was talking about uh, the raid on Bob Menendez and his theories behind it. And I, I think it's sound. I mean, Menendez has not been 100 percent behind the, the Biden agenda. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's engaging in corrupt practices. He's taking bribes and, you know, basically pay for play. But it is exactly the same thing that Joe Biden has done, which is why I believe these impeachment hearings are so vitally important, because it's going to give the American people the opportunity to see exactly what happens behind the scenes and what someone like this has been engaging in. Here's a clip of Joe Biden at a uh, an event yesterday, uh, which uh, just nicely juxtaposes with and President Trump and uh, his clear and present cognition. Joe Biden is lost. He doesn't know where he is half the time, and he is almost physically unable to move about the world in an effective way. And one of those areas, uh, you saw what happened with regard to uh, um, the, uh, the crisis, health crisis we had that cost us, lost well over a million people. I mean, does he not remember the word COVID? I mean, how fundamental is the word COVID to the last several years of our existence? I'm not saying anything about the actual nature of it, but I mean, I've probably heard the freaking word COVID a million times since 2019. Uh, so for Joe Biden to forget that one word, I think it goes to show you exactly where this man's level of cognition is. All right, so let's talk about the impeachment because the House GOP has released new information detailing the crimes that I alluded to earlier in the show. Now, Jim Jordan, during a break, had a bit of a conversation with Jordan Conradson uh, discussing how he feels this is going, and I want to go ahead and take a listen to that. Jordan Conradson, So the Democrats say this is a politicized impeachment. They don't actually acknowledge any of the findings of criminal misconduct by the Biden family. Well, what's your response to that? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I think the White House said this. this there's no evidence. You know, they're saying this like baloney. There's all kinds of evidence. You may not want to believe it. You may not think it rises to an impeachable offense. 
Uh, that's why we're having an inquiry. But I think the evidence is, is, is overwhelming that uh, warrants us going to this phase of our constitutional duty to do oversight. You hear that blue-haired weirdo in the background? There is no evidence. There is no evidence. The Dem- I'll show you no evidence. Look at the first two impeachments of Donald Trump. There was no evidence to suggest that Donald Trump should have been impeached either of those times. There was nothing that they could produce. That's why he wasn't convicted. That's why those impeachments went absolutely nowhere. It was a big waste of money. It was a big drain on the wallet of the American taxpayer. Might have gotten Donald Trump some negative press, but they were going to talk shit about him anyways. It wasn't going to do anything else. It strengthened him in our eyes because it showed us how far this corrupt system was willing to go to destroy a good man. That is not what's happening here. What's happening here is that mountains of evidence exist. Joe Biden and his family are a criminal cartel that for decades have used their power, their privilege, and their status to siphon as much money as they possibly could to enrich themselves and their political allies. Joe Biden is going down. There is so much evidence. This is a favorite, favorite thing the Democrats do. There's no evidence. It's never been proven. Okay, well, it's only not been proven because you refuse to look at the evidence that's being presented. You refuse to admit that what we are talking about has a very high level of merit. If we take a look, Real Clear Investigations has put together quite the timeline of the authorities' pursuit of the Biden crime family and their investigations into their ultimate corruption. Uh, It's fairly relevant to the impeachment proceedings that we're about to have right now. The uh, inquiry begins, but the actual impeachment itself probably won't begin until next week, I would imagine. Uh, But what we're talking about here is a very high level of influence peddling. I I mentioned on 412's program, the only measurable product that the Biden crime family had was their ability to sell influence to Joe Biden in exchange for money. And that money would purchase American foreign policy. It would purchase decisions made by American government. So in this timeline, there is some deep dives of information. We've got uh, information surrounding the investigations into Hunter Biden, the various IRS whistleblowers, the allegations against uh, Hunter, his lawyers, of course, uh, Joe Biden himself. Uh, We can also see discrepancies between Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, uh, the uh, 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 conflicting statements about his authority and the type of uh, uh, independence that he had. Uh, And then you've also got details uh, about uh, various other individuals who were involved in this investigation. So just as a quick look right here, it begins November 2018, where the Hunter Biden probe begins. And it goes all the way through. And for each of these various dates and times, you've got the Hunter Biden probe. You've got the evidence of influence peddling with Joe Biden. Prosecution sought and denied. Hunter's counsel pleads case over Weiss's head. FBI stonewalls Congress. Burisma Biden bribes document. Another Trump indictment. Weiss gets special counsel authority. If you've got the time, I would definitely suggest going to Real Clear Investigations because uh, if you have somebody in your life who is suggesting that there's no evidence of criminal activity within the Biden regime and their family – 
right here. This spells it out, and uh, I, it's very possible they may not want to listen to it. Uh, they may not be interested in hearing what that evidence is, but all you can do is try, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. In this instance, you can show someone the evidence of the criminal corruption of the Biden regime, uh, but they may not actually believe it. I think it gets a little bit more difficult every day because uh, in relation to this criminal uh, impeachment inquiry, we now have additional documents, additional messages, uh, additional statements by Biden family and Biden family associates that have been revealed by the House GOP. We're going to take a look at this in just a moment, but I need you to sit back and relax because we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We'll be right back. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60. Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, thank you for sticking around. So, this portion of the release has to do with U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, assisted U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf. She, of course, resides in Delaware. And these are emails and documents that Leslie was involved in. She specifically stood in the way, did not allow federal agents to investigate Joe Biden as part of the Foreign Agents Registration Act probe. Now, she directed investigators to remove all mentions of Joe Biden from a search warrant. Taking a look at her email here, as a priority, someone needs to redraft attachment B. That's the search warrant. I am not sure what this is cut and pasted from, but other than the attribution, location, and identity stuff at the end, none of it is appropriate and within the scope of this warrant. Please focus on FARA evidence only. There should be nothing about political figure one here. Well, who do you think political figure one is? Well, it's Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. If we take a look at this document right here, political figure one, former Vice President Joseph Robinette Biden Biden Jr., VP Biden. This is back when Joe Biden was actually running for president of the United States before he had been appointed by our corrupt system. Currently, the Democratic Party presidential candidate for the United States and served as the 47th officeholder for the position of the office of vice president of the United States, V. POTUS, in the Barack Obama administration from January 20th, 2009 to January 20th, 2017. He is the father of subject one, subject one, of course, being Hunter Biden. 
So these newly released emails and documents from House Ways and Means Chairman Jason Smith show that the Department of Justice actively interfered in the investigation to protect the current president of the United States. Now, he was only running for president of the United States at that time. And look at the kid gloves they handled him with. It's a very, very different scenario than what we see taking place right now with the Department of Justice and a variety of corrupt AGs and U.S. attorneys across the United States and the way they're handling Donald John Trump. Now, Representative Smith said that in January of 2022, Leslie Wolf blocked an investigation into Joe's criminal campaign violations that were identified by investigators related to more than $2 million in payments. From who? A Hollywood lawyer and a Democrat mega donor by the name of Kevin Morris. This is the guy who paid Hunter Biden's unpaid taxes. Now, the FBI and the IRS were investigating these criminal campaign violations involving Joe Biden's 2020 campaign and this politically connected lawyer that donated this money to Hunter Biden could have been seen as a campaign contribution. Now, according to congressional investigators, we had federal prosecutors inside David Weiss's office. They were blocking agents from pursuing this campaign finance violation case. It's not something that should have been blocked. They should have had the purview to go ahead and look into it. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley detailed with great detail how Leslie Wolf, who was a top prosecutor inside David Weiss's office, stepped in to block this investigation. She did not want people looking into it. Shapley provided all of this information to Congress as a whistleblower. This investigation has been hampered and slowed by claims of potential election meddling. Wow, they were worried about election meddling when it was Joe Biden who was being investigated. But it's not potential election meddling when it's Donald Trump. Who's the candidate? AUSA Wolf stated on the last prosecution team meeting that she did not want any of the agents looking into the allegation. She cited a need to focus on the 2014 tax year, that we could not yet prove an allegation beyond a reasonable doubt, and that she does not want to include their public integrity unit because they would take away authority from her. Public integrity unit is who gets involved when you're talking about examples of public corruption, such as Joe Biden being vice president of the United States and trading influence for money that is being paid to, I don't know, his grandchildren or his daughter or his son. Uh, This is information that we received several weeks ago, or I guess maybe even a couple of months ago now when the whistleblowers came forward. But the documents actually spelling it out, uh, that is new. So, of course, the Democrats are releasing this prior to the impeachment inquiry beginning because they want the American people to have the evidence. Now, House by House Republicans have also released text messages from Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, uh, somebody who would not have a job if it wasn't for the fact that his brother was in public office. Specifically, we're talking about text messages he sent to Hunter Biden. Uh, This is just a few months before Joe Biden announced that he was going to be running for president. This is also something that we have learned in the past, but actually seeing it in print puts a certain level of concreteness upon it. So the House Ways and Means Committee in this instance voted to release these documents from the IRS whistleblowers uh, because in these documents, it shows that Hunter Biden specifically sold access to his father, Joe Biden. And it was all for the Biden family brand. 
in these documents, we show Hunter Biden selling that brand in 23 different countries. 23 different countries. The Biden family foreign influence peddling operation suggests an effort to sway U.S. policy decisions. That is exactly what happened, and that's why it's illegal. That's why it's a problem. You can look at these Democrats, you can look at these leftists, and you can tell them that that's exactly what Joe Biden did. And most of the time, they're going to look at you with blank, milky eyes like a cow standing in a pasture waiting for you to throw a bale of hay out. The committee released on June 16th, 2017, that WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a business associate that he was not willing to sign over my family's brand or give the individual the keys to my family's only asset. That asset being Joe Biden's ability to influence U.S. foreign policy. Money for these favors. Pay for play. So Chairman Smith added that asset could only be one person, Joe Biden. Certainly wasn't Hunter. It wasn't his deceased brother, Bo Biden. Certainly wasn't Jim Biden because that man doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Uh, It could only be Joe Biden. It also wasn't his sister who was probably in rehab at the time. So among these documents they released was that text message from Jim Biden to Hunter talking about working with Joe. This is December 2018, just a couple of months before Joe announces he's running for president. uh, And he text messaged uh, Hunter about this relationship. He says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with you, father alone. We, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Why is it that Joe Biden would be asked for help? I thought that he had nothing to do with Hunter or his brother's business dealings. I suppose that this uh, throws all of that into uh, into uh, uh, question. So on December 29th, 2018, WA messages between SM and James B., SM says, I can't work when I'm in NYC all day, every day for the next three months from 8 to 12, but I can't pay alimony without dad or tuitions or for food and gas. Uh, SM, that must be um, suspect. Uh, I mean, that's got to be Hunter Biden and James Biden. Really, it's all gone. I can go make it up in 15 to 20 days, I'm sure, but he's basically made it clear that he's not paying alimony because mom made clear that she won't do it. Haley won't allow me to be at the house or lend me or pay me back any money. Ashley moves into mom's house after I told dad that I would move in there. That night, I tell dad I want to probably stay in the area, and specifically, I wanted to live by you and teach my course at Penn and maybe develop another one, to which James Biden responds, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. We, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Let's talk about it. It makes perfect sense to me. This is difficult to fully vet without talking. Will you please call me on WhatsApp? We can develop a plan together. It can work. I'm trying to call you again. Please answer. I can and I will. Crisis with Caroline. Some problems with P and New York Post. Dealing with it as we speak. She is okay. I believe I have it under control. I get back to you ASAP. So here is an actual picture. This is the uh, exhibit example of that iCloud message. Here is an actual image from Jim Biden's iCloud. So not only do we have the forensic backup, we have the actual iCloud backup from Jim Biden's own messages. So 
James Comer uh, had uh, recently in the last couple of months identified there were nine different Bidens who were implicated in the corruption. Jim Biden, the brother of Joseph Robinette Biden, certainly is one of them. We've got bank records showing that Joe Biden, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, these people were all in business together. Of course, Joe Biden didn't receive money directly, but all of his family members did. And then it looks like Hunter Biden was using that money to pay bills for the family. Jim Biden receiving uh, over $10 million from foreign nationals, uh, excuse me, Hunter and Joe together receiving over $10 million from foreign nationals. We have Joe Biden's son, Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's wife, Hunter Biden's girlfriend, Beau Biden's widow, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Hunter Biden's current wife, three children of the president's son and the president's brother, We're talking about grandchildren, a grandchild. That's pretty odd. Most people that work that hard every day, a grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national. Every single one of these people. But if you're a Democrat, you look at this list of people and you say, hey, that's totally normal. Why would you assume that there was corruption going on? It wasn't Joe Biden who was getting the the messages. It wasn't Joe Biden that was getting the payments from foreign nationals. No, it was only his niece. It was only his nephew. It was only his grandchild. Obviously, this man was on the take. Tony Bobolinsky also came forward with damning information about Joe and Jim Biden. I'm wondering if he's going to be testifying in the impeachment inquiry. Uh, he was, of course, the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, which was that partnership between the Chinese group CEFC, uh, Chairman Yi, and the Biden crime family. Uh, and when he came out in October 2020, he implicated in emails that were released from Hunter Biden's laptop from hell uh, that there was a lot of damning information related to this ongoing relationship between the Biden crime family and these various foreign interests. He confirmed that the big guy, a.k.a. the chairman, referred to in Joe's in, in Hunter's emails was, in fact, Joe Biden. Uh, he also met with Joe Biden at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles as a business associate of Hunter Biden's in May of 2017 to discuss the business dealings with China and Hunter. Mr. Bobolinsky had received an email concerning the allocation of equity, which said that 10% was held for the big guy by H. H is, of course, Hunter. The big guy is, of course, Joe Biden. 10% is a lot of money when you're talking about these sorts of business deals. There's no question about who these people are. He also confirmed that uh, his business partner was told to never mention Joe Biden was involved in all of these shady business dealings. Obviously, they wanted plausible deniability. And Bobolinsky also said that Joe Biden was intimately involved with Hunter Biden's overseas influence peddling scheme. I believe Tony Bobolinsky has to testify in this impeachment inquiry. Uh, Obviously, the information that he brings is of the utmost importance. The keys to my family's only asset. That was a statement that we just went over in those uh, uh, text messages that Hunter Biden was talking about in a WhatsApp message to somebody that apparently, I guess, he did not want to do business with. Uh, This WhatsApp message indicates that Hunter Biden uh, was perhaps uh, reticent to do business with somebody. Maybe they weren't willing to pay him enough. Uh, The IRS investigations uh, are where these messages came up, and it only makes it more obvious that the millions of dollars that were flowing through these Biden shell companies into the bank accounts of each one of the Biden crime family members indicates that Joe Biden was involved in some really treasonous activity. And I'd like to remind everyone that the ultimate punishment for treason 
is death. And when you commit treason against the United States of America, whether you're the president, the vice president, or a general, uh, or even just an average everyday citizen citizen like uh, the Rosenbergs, you can be tried and you can be put to death. Who knows what's going to happen? But I just want to keep that idea fresh in the minds of people. Uh, I have ultimate faith that this will be unwound at a certain point. We're going to make it through this, uh, but it's going to be dicey along the way. So we also had some really key moments with some of the superstar Republican House members. Byron Donalds is one of them as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at this, uh, this message, uh, which is between Jim and Hunter Biden. Send me text saying what you told me over the phone, please. If you no longer wish to be involved in this venture, regardless of how tangentially I need it in writing. Because at you have, as you have pointed out over and over again, you cannot be my uncle or my protector and counsel if you don't have all the information. Well, this time I don't have any information at all, and these guys may or may not be something different than I thought. I promise I did everything I could to make certain of that they adhered to our standards, but Jesus, this is insanely complicated. Anyway, we can talk later. But you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. And I know any of the BS is the BS money is mine ultimately. Sounds like Hunter got them involved in a business dealing with uh, some sketchy individuals. Now, James Comer said that it's been at least 10 times that Joe Biden has lied to the American public when he said that he never spoke to any of his family members about the business dealings his son was engaged with. He lied to the American people, said that there was a wall between him, his son and his son's business and, of course, his personal life. Uh, But there was not so much a wall as there was an open window, which allowed Joe Biden to peer in periodically and see exactly what his son was doing, especially when he was handling the Biden brand. So these new documents released by the House Ways and Means Committee conclusively prove that Joe Biden was connected to Hunter Biden's business dealings. They were one in the same. And this newly released text message to a Chinese business executive that Hunter is talking about mentions preserving the keys to my family's only asset. The Biden family through Hunter was selling power and influence throughout the world. 23 countries is a way bigger number than we've heard in the past. Politician takes money. Politician messes with American foreign policy to make good on the payment that was made from that foreign entity. That, my friends, is treasonous. Anytime you are taking into account the desires, the wishes, the needs of another nation over the citizens that you are elected to represent, that, I believe, is treasonous activity. Now, Byron Donalds is the one who presented this WhatsApp message uh, where Hunter suggests that maybe he's gotten in a little bit too deep, uh, more than he certainly expected to. Let's go ahead and watch this clip of Byron Donalds presenting this information. Now, this is a five-minute clip, so we may not watch the whole thing, but it's apparently fire. 
Minsky, I'm going to come to you quickly. A lot of talk about evidence. On the screens in the room, we have an organizational chart from the IRS investigative team that was looking into the business practices of Hunter Biden and his associates. This org chart is from 2014. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, when my former life, I was in community banking, and I'm, com I'm comfortable with looking at organizational charts. When I, I, I just want to say, Byron Donald's former life as a civilian offers some tangible, tangible talents that we can bring to the table, especially when we're talking about the complicated financial structure of the Biden crime family's influence peddling scheme. Byron Donald's is a boss when it comes to this. I love this guy saw this chart, the first thing I thought about was a real estate holding company or a developer, and this is not to demean developers in the great east state of America, but developers typically have multiple companies that float with various business interests and business lines. But the funny thing is that in the business dealings of Hunter Biden, there is no real estate. None at all. So, Mr. Dubinsky, in your... There's no real estate. There's no product. There's nothing except the influence that Joe Biden was selling. That's it. Professional experience. Looking at this organizational chart of business structure, what do you see here? I see a very complicated structure of entities uh, that are interrelated and would give me concern. If I were an investigator, I would want to know what's going on in these entities, who's behind them, how's, how's the money moving between them, and what is the substance of the transactions? What's really going on here? Mr. Dubinsky, do you think it's in the, in the interest of this committee that is now in an inquiry phase to actually find out all of the uh, flow of money between these entities and what the purpose was? Absolutely. Uh, next slide, please. Do For it. my colleagues on the other side, we're going to start talking evidence now. Yeah. This is now a slide <laughs> of the organizational chart of the Hunter Biden business business uh, companies and, and with associates from 2018 from the same IRS investigators who were broke down the business structure in 2014. Does this slide cause you the same concern, Mr. Dubinsky? Yes, it does. Okay. Now let's talk about some more. Actually, one point I want to make on this. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and I know it's kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, one of the key owners was Devin Archer who did testify and who did was uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the oversight committee in 2018 Devin Archer is no longer listed but his wife Krista Archer is now listed Mr. Dubinsky when you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially I, I would call it a red flag that's something i would look at and and again try to get to the bottom of what happened there was it just transferred was there money behind it what was going on okay thank you next slide it's so fundamental okay the the, the business practices of this criminal enterprise are so transparent. If this was a normal person, if this was a normal family engaging in business like this, the feds would be coming to knock at your they wouldn't even knock. They it would be like that FBI meme just busting through, making sure that they caught you off guard so that they couldn't do anything, so you couldn't do anything to stop them. They'd probably just pop two in your chest and say, let's be done with it. And then we'll take all of their money, all of their possessions, and we'll just ruin their entire family.
Uh, before we continue, I need to say thank you so much to the great Gadsden, who says, come on, guys, 3,500 people watching. Let's hit those like buttons for Zach. Thank you, Zach, for your time and efforts. Thank you very much for saying so. Thank you very much for the support. Coyote Patriot also says, had to shout it out uh, on a rant for Byron Donalds for VP. He is a badass. I agree. I, I would be 100% behind Byron Donalds for VP. I like him. He, I, think he's, uh, I think he's a good man. Now, this is to a text message. This is a text message um, between, uh, it's going to Naomi Biden. That's what this one is. Hold on, wait a second. let me get my stuff back. There we go. Sorry. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. <laughs> 